it's not just money because because wealthy becoming wealthy let's let's think about you know that phrase becoming becoming is all about a certain level of awakening a certain level of growth of evolution or, or different levels of, of evolution that you're going through in your life you know depending on the season of life that you're in and and what does wealth mean you know wealth is all about not just money it's about values how are you going about making that money are you being in integrity being of excellent you know working in excellence are you being transformational to others creating win-wins for everyone you know as you engage in business or invest your money welcome to reward the podcast of the trust we are the show specifically for women entrepreneurs who want to build businesses into the multi-million dollar revenues and beyond, but especially because we know the reward is much greater than that. I'm Allie Brown, and I'm excited to introduce you to these diverse female leaders from a variety of industries, women making huge impact and who are unwilling to settle for the status quo. On the web, visit jointhetrust.org to learn more about our modern community for forward-thinking seven- and eight-figure women entrepreneurs. That's jointhetrust.org. See you there. Now, get ready to enjoy this episode's powerful conversation. Michelle Bosch, welcome to Reward. It's so great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Ali. I am super excited to chat with you today. All things rewards, financial rewards, time rewards, mm. the ability to have the freedom to, uh, you know, live out your purpose, to be who you truly are. I mean, there's so many rewards, right? So yeah. just um, in engaging in an entrepreneurial venture or investing or doing whatever it is that, you know, you're here to do on this earth. So thank this you for having me. This is going to be such a great conversation. And yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to have you because whenever we talk, and I know that you talk with, you know, other members of the trust or in front of the room, at our meetings, um, women just listen to you in a different way about wealth than I think that they've, you know, it, it, it's a, it's such a different conversation coming from your perspective and not just because you're female, but a, a lot of your background. And I, I, you know, some shows I do don't even ask people about their backstory, but yours is such, I think an, such an important part of who you've become and why you do what you do. So would you mind starting with a bit of your background and yeah. how you came, you know, into being, you know, not only a wealthy woman yourself, but this wealth, what people, you know, people see you as a wealth expert. It's what you're, you specialize in now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, absolutely. I, I definitely, um, have, uh, experience being wealthy and, and, and not being wealthy, but being on my way to becoming wealthy. Um, so I am an immigrant into the US. Um, I'm originally from Honduras. Um, I came here to study um, and I did what everyone else did, which is, you know, get a great education, go get a corporate job and start working not just 40 hours, but more like 60 hours a week, punching the clock for someone else from nine to, you know, some, well, it was more like eight to 10. Uh, and, um, you know, sometimes at month end, because of my background in finance, having to work through weekends, you know, for month end closings and so on and so forth. And at some point I realized, well, that is great. I'm having a great paycheck, but it, that paycheck is only helping me pay the bills, but really not really get ahead. 
And so there was uh, no correlation between my paycheck and the effort I was putting into, the fulfillment that I felt. And isn't that the story of so many women in corporate and not just women, you know, men and women alike. And uh, I started uh, looking into real estate and the reason why real estate uh, is, is pretty relevant. And that's because my father actually passed away when I was very young. My mother is now a retired elementary teacher, uh, but back then she wasn't retired. She was, you know, uh, raising me as a single mother or a widow and on a salary of, of a teacher. And he had the foresight a few years prior to my birth to buy a piece of commercial property that to this day, you know, we rent out and it produces income, you know, rental income and was really what allowed my mother to supplement her income and send me to private school, uh, gave me the opportunity to come here to the US and not have a whole lot of student loans, you know, attached uh, to that education and so on and so forth. And so I thought, you know, real estate is something that has been good to me personally and my family. Let me go ahead and um, look into real estate. But when we think about real estate, we always think about the HGTV show, right? The house that is a complete junker that you're going to renovate. And, um, and we actually started looking at junkers driving by here in Phoenix, Arizona and uh, looking at junkers and trying to put one under contract. And very quickly, we realized that we had basically, we were in over our heads. We didn't know anything about foundation repairs, about roofing, about how to estimate repairs on a kitchen, on, on, on just dealing with contractors and um, getting credit or hard money lending, you know, for to really finance the renovation of the home to then be able to sell it again, you know, for a profit. And, um, and, and, and then we stumbled into something called, um, you know, tax liens, tax deeds, but not to bore you. It's basically the concept that here in the US, you can lose your property to property taxes, which is nothing that mm -hmm. it's unheard of outside of the US. And so we started realizing that a lot of those properties that were coming up for auction that were people where people were losing their properties were pieces of land. And we started reaching out to owners of vacant land and buying those for 40 cents on the dollar, 10 to 40 cents on the dollar, and then turning around and wholesaling them for quick cash. Basically, I was doing what people are doing on HGTV. And instead of doing it with houses, I was taking all the complication of the renovations, of the contractors, of you know the tenants, of the termites, of everything that comes with a house and making you know, the same or more money with the simplicity, which allowed us to scale very, very quickly and and actually bring that business to almost eight figures, um, a little bit over eight figures, actually, and mm -hmm. um, create passive income of about $70,000 of passive income per month. Because when we sold that land, we didn't just sell it for quick cash, but we also sold it using seller financing where we become the bank and somebody gives me a down payment, just like a bank, would receive a down payment from you when you're purchasing your home. And then you make monthly payments yeah, on your home. That's your mortgage. Well, that's what I was doing, but I was being the bank and somebody else has been paying me, you know, three, four, $500 every single month uh, for their land, whether it be infill lots in the city, you know, think about a subdivision with a, that has already houses on it. And then there's an empty lot or, or lots in the path of growth, a little bit on the outskirts. 
um, or recreational land, people that want to have a second home and have fun over the weekend, and they're looking for a piece of land. And so that kind of like became our target. And that's, you know, the, the land that we specialize. And, um, and then eventually, you know, we started looking into single families for long term hold, uh, and eventually started investing in 2016 in large apartment buildings that we syndicate. Um, and, you know, anywhere from 45 units all the way to 250 units. Um, and that's pretty much the story of rags to rich, you know, riches of, 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 of really having had enough uh, where I don't think my mother ever had to worry about putting foot on the table, but also hearing as I was growing up, you know, well, if I wanted something that was a little bit out of the ordinary, hearing we can't afford that and and that allowed me to have a certain level of drive of ambition of creating here in this country basically a life better than the one that i had left behind you know there's, mm -hmm. there's there was a little bit of pain there there was the pain of you know the job that didn't give us fulfillment and that did not correlate in terms of paycheck to um to, to really what we thought the American dream was supposed to be about. <laughs> so we mm -hmm. had to reset and come up with our own American dream um, of how that was going to look for us. And, um, and that's how, you know, and I say us because now I'm married uh, 22 years, actually, as of, you know, wow. a few days from this recording uh, to my amazing husband. He's also an immigrant from Germany. Um, and uh, it's been, you know, a, a definitely something that we've built together, that we've uh, worked on together uh, for the last twenty-something years. So yeah, that's where the we yeah. comes. It's not, it's not that I have multiple personalities, although I do have some of those too as well. If I don't have my cup of coffee, I think in the I've morning. seen some of those too. Uh, when you when you you go into your your uh, yeah angry Latina. <laughs> Yes. No, no we don't mess with you. Lately, actually, I've been taking. Um, I've been taking. This is gonna sound bad, but uh, have you uh, heard about these mushroom drinks? You know, for the mornings, and uh, it, it's. it's I haven't tried them Tropics, yeah, and adaptogen, and 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 they have minimal caffeine, which is good, but it gives you this um, ability to feel lucid and really clear-headed. Anyways, but. I, I had well, one of those today, so no I'd multiple like one of those. That sounds today. good. Yeah. So, cause, cause I, uh, yeah, my team's seen all <laughs> of my personalities today, I think. So sorry, girls, um, depends on the day. Right. So, so that kind of day. Um, so why, you know, why, why is this important to you, Michelle? And, and I know you have such a passion for helping other women do what, what I, what I observe is like, you know, okay, let me back up most women, you know, now in, in our generation and all the opportunities that are in front of us, you know, we're great earners now, you know, we step into roles and we kick yeah. it and we can generate the money, but there still seems to be such this gap with, with building wealth. Let's talk about that and yeah. why that is so important for you to, you know, that's really part of your legacy to pass on to women. Yeah. It is, you know, because that's how that that was the main driver for us, you know, at some point um, having moment, having a moment of reflection and realizing, wow, look at all that we have accomplished and and having a need for 
the next level of contribution, which was to start a coaching company, start teaching others a lot of what you know we know so far in the land flipping world. Um, but now I am very passionate about teaching women to become wealthy. And right now, one of the most important women in my life is actually my daughter, Sophia. She's 15 years old. And on September 4th, she's going to be turning 16, which is a big deal here in the US. It's a coming of age, you know, date or birthday. And, 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 I'm, and I'm passionate because she is seeing it, or I'm demonstrating for her what it is to be a, an independent woman, to go out there and make her own money. But it's very important for me to teach her as well how to make that money work for her. So, and, and it's not just money because, because wealthy, becoming wealthy, let's, let's think about, you know, that phrase becoming, becoming is all about a certain level of awakening, a certain level of growth, of evolution or, or different levels of, of evolution that you're going through in your life, you know, depending on the season of life that you're in and, and what does wealth mean? You know, wealth is all about not just money. It's about values how are you going about making that money are you being in integrity being of excellent you know working in excellence are you being transformational to others creating win-wins for everyone you know as you engage in business or invest your money um is your you know is your investment having an impact on others as well in a positive way um are you having freedom of time of of relationships of um of purpose of truly being who you are you know that that's what wealth is about and i think um yeah there's this there there's ho this whole redefining number one of wealth but it it starts with i think you know concretely in, physically and tangibly thinking about the wealth in your bank account but I'm going to say that, that the wealth in that bank account is going to correlate to some of these other intangibles that wealth is all a part of, you know, that, that, is, that, is, that it's all about of. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm passionate because I'm having a 15 year old that I'm going to be bringing through a, a, a series of, of what I like to call three stages, you know, towards, towards becoming wealthy. And um, one of the stages is uh, coming up with her security plan. So, you know, she has actually already started uh, flipping some land. Uh, she hasn't done her first flip yet, but she has understood the importance of generating leads for her business, for her little land business um, and making offers and evaluating her properties, doing due diligence, coming up with a dollar amount to offer to a seller um, shortly after that right now we're expecting the first probably contracts accepted from sellers and she's going to be able to talk to sellers and possibly even negotiate and so on and so forth so her security plan is going to be about using that little vehicle that cash machine which i like to call of, of land flipping to to build for herself income of about five thousand dollars a month of passive income from five thousand dollars a month that um that if you think about it you know for most american families that constitutes uh, being able to pay a mortgage on a three-bedroom one-bathroom house you know i'm not talking about a luxury home i'm talking about you know a starter home um it's the ability to pay um for a car payment for insurance and some food you know it's not to have an extravagant lifestyle 
but it's for her to build on, you know, out of her own initiative and out of, out of her own uh, efforts, uh, that that ability of, of, of security financially for herself. So that's going to be our first kind of like our, our first stage of, of this mm-hmm. five-year plan that I'm on, on helping her basically and teaching her how to become wealthy. The second stage is really creating for herself a comfort plan, which is nothing more than about $10,000 a month. That's how we have, at least for her, you know, she's going to be in five years time, a sophomore in college. And that's what we defined as what our, you know, her, her comfort plan is going to look like for most American families. though, that comfort plan looks like, I don't know, maybe 10 to $15,000, you know, where you have a slightly better home, a slightly better car. You can go on, you know, on a week or two of vacation. There's a little bit of discretionary income there. And it's, it's a, it's a slightly more comfortable, hence the word comfort plan, comfortable mm-hmm. lifestyle that you can live with approximately that amount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the next one being for her is going to be more like 15, but for us, you know, if we think about us adults, entrepreneurs, uh, ours probably might look like more like 30, 50, or even a hundred thousand dollars every single month from passive income, you know? So it just depends. You're, you know, you have to ad- adapt that, uh, those concepts basically to your own reality, but for her reality is going to be about $15,000. If I was to put this in context, um, Ali, most women, the women that you attract, for example, at the trust, or most women that are listening uh, that have been big followers, you know, of, of, of you and what you stand for and your work, your great work, uh, this is translating, you know, if we say the security plan is $7,000, that's about $84,000 a year, which means in passive income, which means that you need to invest $560,000 at 15% return to have $7,000 in passive income. For most of us, this is not a big, it's not a huge stretch. It's for someone that is starting from ground zero, like Sophia is, you know, my daughter, she's having to go work hard doing her little land flipping business to create, you know, that that kind of level. But for us, some of us might even have that already in our retirement accounts, in our IRAs, in our uh, 401ks, you know, and, and so on. And, and it has been right now in, in asset classes that have not uh, given us control. And what I mean by that, it's usually in the stock market where you really don't have control over, you know, how quickly you sell a property or how quickly you improve or how well you can improve the income, the rental income of a property as you do, for example, in real estate. I'm passionate, as you can tell, about real estate <laughs> because that has been, you know, my journey of becoming wealthy. It has been using that asset class, that particular vehicle. Uh, but there's nothing wrong with our businesses and our profession being the vehicle, our little cash machine that we then allocate income from into a different asset class. Yeah. An asset class mm-hmm. that can produce passive income so that if something was to happen, um, I always tell Sophia, you know, you don't have to worry about it. But if you didn't have the blessing of, of, of parents that have, you know, become wealthy um, and you had to start from scratch, you know, you would know that with your security plan, you would have a roof over your head, transportation, food, 
and take care of basic necessities, you know? And for mm -hmm. us, how that translates for us, you know, at, in, in our security plan is that if our businesses, you know, stopped working, if we decided to stop working and exercise some of those rewards of doing something else with our time other than becoming entrepreneurs, you know, and so on and so forth, or God forbid you have a healthcare, which I recently had, for example, you know, I, I, I had a, a healthcare. I, you know, I thought I had breast cancer. Thank goodness is a benign tumor. I, I also had a, some challenges, medical challenges earlier in the year. And I had to take seven year, seven weeks off uh, to go and get medical treatment. And in never of those seven weeks did I have to worry about, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not going to be exchanging hours for dollars in my business. Um, and and have that be an additional preoccupation and me starting to make decisions out of despair about my own health care because I had that security plan in place. I had that comfort plan mm -hmm. in place you know, from passive income, from, from basically income that doesn't require me to engage in a service uh, actively in order for me to get that income coming into my bank account every single month. You know, it comes from mm -hmm. rental income from real estate. Um, mm -hmm. so, so yeah, so that's, I think that is, um, that is something that fires me up. That is something that I'm passionate about teaching other women. Um, and, um, because like you said, I, I think what happens is that, uh, there's this, um, myth that, you know, taking our finances into our own hands is, is difficult, has to be complicated and it doesn't have to be complicated. You can completely simplify this and, um, and, 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 and there's just a few things that you do need to learn. There are certain skill sets that you do need to, um, you know, equip yourself with in order to evaluate an opportunity, in order to evaluate perhaps an investment, people that you're going to invest with, or mm -hmm. uh, a particular piece of property, you know, that you're looking to invest some of your money, uh, you know, for returns, for passive returns. Yeah. So, so I yeah. know um, you, both you and Jack have mentioned several times self-directed IRAs, which I've heard about over the years as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, can you share a bit, when people often first hear of that, they're like, wait, it's almost like mixing the traditional with then, you know, doing things on our own. Could, can you talk about that for a minute? Because I, I just really like people to know that there are vehicles like this that exist, you know, that beyond the typical, you know, advice yeah. you may be getting out there. Yeah. So, so this is, this is what happens. So, um, we, we do multifamily syndications where we invite other investors to come and invest with us. And what I have had the situation is that a lot of people say, oh my gosh, I have X amount of money, like four or $500,000 tied in, you know, this IRA and this IRA, the investment is, is they're basically using that money to invest in the stock market or in this mutual fund or in, in this index, whatever it might be. Yeah. And, um, and I have the situation where people, where I tell people, well, have you ever heard about a self-directed IRA, which means that it's an IRA where you have a custodian, just like you have a custodian right now for yours. You know, you probably set yours up through your financial planner and, and that financial planner is being compensated for you investing into the mutual funds or the stocks that, that, basically IRA is investing in. In this situation, you know, you're setting yourself up with a self-director with a custodian with a third-party company that is not necessarily your financial planner. 
and where mm -hmm. you have control, a checkbook, and, and you can direct that IRA and the funds in that IRA to be invested in something other than the stock market or other than mutual funds or other than whatever it might be. And, and you can direct it to invest on a specific project, on a, on a specific 100 or 57 unit, you know, uh, apartment complex that, you know, you decide to invest passively in with an investment group. Um, whether it be mine or, you know, whoever else you might, you know, come across. It could be Grant Cardone. You hear about Grant Cardone also syndicating, you know, uh, big projects as well. I mean, there's so many other, you know, bigger players out there uh, doing this. But uh, but basically it's 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 vetting, you know, some of those skill sets that you're going to have to gain is going to be vetting the property, the market, the location, vetting, you know, the, the people, that team, does that, does that team, have they done it before successfully? Do they have a track history of success? Um, how often do they pay, you know, quarterly uh, dividends or quarterly distributions? Um, how did they handle, for example, a crisis such as the pandemic when, when that happened? Because that intimately affected housing and affected real estate with people's ability to, you know, make payments or not make payments, you know, because they couldn't go to work or a lot of businesses going out of, you know, going out of business. Uh, during the pandemic, just like many of us thrived, there was this whole sector of businesses that basically uh, didn't do so well. And anyone that, you know, relied on income from those businesses, if they're your tenant, you know, how did a, how did a, you know, how did a syndicator go through, through such a, you know, through such a market? Anyways, but going back to the self-directed array, it's your ability to direct your funds basically and have control over where you invest your funds. And mm -hmm. now when distributions are being made and returns are being had, which usually, you know, in our syndications are anywhere between 15 and 20% returns, um, those returns are going into your retirement fund and you're turbocharging those retirement funds, you know, that, that self-directed IRA. And it continues to grow, um, you know, without, with, with the advantages, the tax advantages that come with having that money grow inside of the IRA as well. So mm -hmm. there's this beauty about real estate that comes with you having the opportunity to have it be a vehicle to produce cash, you know, like, like Sophia, my daughter is producing with her land flipping, uh, your ability to produce passive income, like many of us are doing either in the single family homes or with Airbnb rentals or with apartment, you know, projects like I do. Um, and, and it's, um, and, 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 and it's, 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 it's also allowing you to take advantage of depreciation, you know, that is counting against that income and minimizing your tax liability so that the money that you are making, you know, is not, cause it's disheartening having to, you know, work all year long and then have to write a big check to the IRS for your hard earned work when they had nothing to do with it, right? <laughs> so we want to look for ways in which we can minimize that, you know, that tax impact as well and that tax liability and real estate is just a formidable uh, vehicle to do that. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's all the story with, with, with self-directed IRS. More than likely, if you go to your, you know, you, to your financial planner because his compensation is tied to, you know, to transactions in mutual funds or in the stock market, um, he's going to dissuade you or persuade you against a self-directed IRA, but it's time for us to take control of our money and not 
abdicate yeah. responsibility of our finances to a financial planner because if a, fin a financial planner right now can you imagine is making i don't know 150 to 200 thousand dollars a year and you're a seven-figure earner why would you yep. be taking advice from a guy yep. that is making two hundred thousand dollars it just makes no sense in it, your it's really interesting yeah. yeah there's there's um it seems to be the one category where we give away so much power still don't we like yes. we're, we're yes. going and kicking tail in business and we're bold and we're courageous and then you know we have this check and then we're like well oh here mr advisor right and still not understanding always everything that's going on there and so one thing I loved from the moment I met you and Jack um, was just how you went about this differently from the beginning, like, and, and it was partly based on your background from your family, right? Yeah. But you just knew there, you're like, you're like, we, there's got to be a way we do this differently. This is, there's just got to be a way. So this one thing I love about the trust and the members of the trust is there are just so many of us in different categories are bringing these new ways of living, of mm -hmm. being, of working. Yes of investing and everything's just, you know, not one of them is super like traditional and stodgy. Like everything is just so exciting right now. It's overwhelming though. So where do you recommend if a woman's listening to this right now and, and she's like, you know, damn right. I've been giving my check to Norm Farkenbarker at Fidelity or whatever it is. You know what I mean? And then like, I don't know what he does with my money or whatever. If they want to get started doing something different, you know, or hedging their bets, maybe something in addition to what they're doing, where would they start? Where would she start? Um, well, it, it, it depends on whether you want to, you, you need to first decide, will I become an active investor or am I going to become a like you know like my daughter Sophia is being right now you know she's actively you know sending you know direct mail to get in contact with sellers so that she can put those properties under contract and she's actively marketing for buyers so are you going to be an active investor or are you going to be a passive investor a passive investor is someone that you know might look for somebody that is already operating and syndicating you know real estate projects or uh, running businesses and you're going to become an investor in other people's projects. Um, so that's the very first distinction is what am I going to be? Yeah. And, and if, and if you mm -hmm. wanted to learn a little bit more about what we do in active investments with land flipping, uh, just go to michellebosch.com and there's a little section there about, you know, land and our land community. Um, or if you wanted to learn a little bit about multifamily and real estate in general, there's a little tab there as well where you could go, you know, and um, and learn a little bit more about uh, syndications and in general. And I would say whether it be me or anyone else out there, it's, it's start getting yourself educated. It's start uh, getting curious. It's start basically um, learning about this stuff. That's that's the that's the first that's the first step is gathering information, right? So that you can make an mm -hmm. educated decision about, okay, you know, this, this all makes sense, you know, um, and, 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 and it's time for me at some point to pull the trigger. I, I, I would say, you know, give yourself a time bound deadline of, okay, during the next 90 days, I will educate myself as much as I can on all things passive investing, whether it be real estate or whatever it might be. Yeah. If it's real estate, I'm going to learn everything there is to know right now as much as I can. I'm going to put in maybe 
I don't know, three, four hours a week of education and trying to learn over the next three months. And then after three months, decide, okay, this is all the buffet or the array of what the rainbow looks out there in terms of possibilities for me to start investing. And then pick one and, and make it a point during the next quarter, the next 90 days, that next 90 day sprint to actually start putting your money somewhere. Yeah, mm. because nothing is going to um, teach you more about investing than actually being serious about it and putting your money where your mind and your mouth is. Yeah, and yep. and actually putting and deploying some of your some of your cash, basically. Mm. And 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 think about your cash and every dollar that you invest. I always, you know, I always tell even my daughter Sophia, I'm like, think about it like this: they're going to war for you. And they're going to bring many more prisoners back into your kingdom. And, uh, and that's the whole point. You know, money there should be working for us and in service to us versus us in service to money. Yeah. And yeah. when you start investing, that's exactly what happens. You know, um, um, I always like to think of like even that security plan, you know, when we think about creating those first $5,000 of, of passive income from real estate assets, of, of putting those assets inside of a little moat. You know, there's, you know, the, the times of the kingdoms and castles, and there's a moat around the kingdom uh, of the queen, you know, uh, of England, let's say, for example, there's a moat. Um, the, the moat in our times that secures our assets, our LLCs, our proper estate planning, proper tax strategy, to, to make sure that those assets and the income that those assets are producing um, is safeguarded, is growing, and that it's protected from, you know, from any crazies out there. So, because mm -hmm. we work too hard to, you know, lose, you know, an asset to a frivolous lawsuit or to, you know, because that's, that also comes with becoming wealthy. You know, you sometimes become yeah. a target for people. Yeah. So, Part of that security plan is also making sure that, you know, that you take care of those things that, you know, whenever you're investing with someone, is there an LLC where that asset is going to be? Um, do I have shares into that LLC, you know, that is the owner of the asset? Um, uh, in terms of operating agreement, how, you know, how are the, you know, investors treated? How often are distributions on that investment being done? You know, you want to learn everything about it. And, um, and, and, and make sure that it's, that it's protected. Or if it's your own Airbnb, we, you know, I think we, we, was it with you that we talked about you possibly getting an Airbnb or it may have been some other member of the trust. And, mm, I'm not uh, sure. Know, yeah. And they were like, yeah, well, the, you know, first thing is the site on the market, you know, on a place. Cause she was talking mm. about, she wanted to have a second home and how can I have a second home without it costing me money, but actually making me money. So I was telling her my experience about our home here in Sedona, you know, uh, it was a two bedroom, two bath that we completely gutted and turned into a three bedroom, two bath. And right now is producing about 30% more in income than I'm paying on the mortgage from just yeah, renting yeah. it out as an Airbnb. And, uh, and I am able to have a second home that is not costing me money on, on really it's making me money an additional 30 grand you know, on top mm -hmm. of what I'm having to pay yearly for mortgage and property taxes and maintenance and so on and so forth. This is net operating income, basically, at the end of the day that I'm talking about. So, so yeah. So does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. <laughs> and I hope all of you listening know that like Michelle, we all just shut up and listen when Michelle talks, we're just like taking notes and, and we just listen because she'll keep going too. 
<laughs> She'll be like, and then let me give you another tip. And we're all just like, we're all just writing stuff down. We you love know it. what I love about this process of becoming wealthy is that, especially with real estate, there's this aspect of it being super 3D because there's nothing more physical and heavy. And like that tells you that I am here and that I exist like a building, yeah, or a house mm -hmm. or a mm -hmm. piece of land. But this process of becoming wealthy, you know, at least, you know, with real estate is, is, is so much more than just that. Like we were talking earlier, you know, it's, it's about as you're doing it, can I create win-wins, you know, for if I'm yeah. looking at an apartment building for the tenants that are going to be there for the entire community, you know, what am I doing basically that is impacting the entire neighborhood? Um, win-win for the person that sold it to me. When I, when I in turn sell this asset for the person that is going to buy it from me, how can I continue to create win-win scenarios? And so that mm. is part of becoming wealthy as well, you know, is, yeah. is, is thinking so, about that. Michelle, for you in mm -hmm. how hard you've worked, you know, obviously the, the, the money has been, uh, great to, you know, to build and, and the wealth to build, but what's the real reward for you or multiple rewards? Yeah, I think the real reward for me has been or is and continues to be uh, at the beginning, it was the freedom of money. Yeah. And just the freedoms that those the the, the options and, and, and choices and the world of possibility that that opens for you. But then it started becoming the freedom of time, you know, that I have now and that I, you know, progressively uh, started experiencing the moment that I left corporate America by having, you know, our own business and, uh, and investing in real estate. It was that freedom of time, one of the rewards. The other one was like, okay, you know, I, I have the opportunity right now to choose who I want to work with and what markets I want to invest with, what brokers to work with, what team do I bring on board? What investors do I want to bring on? You know, if it's in a, it's in a syndication with us, um, I, I have that freedom. I have the freedom of purpose. I have the freedom to right now, um, at this point, not compromise, self-edit and, and be who I am, you know, not cause you know, when you're, when you're trying to, I'm not going to say that first impressions are not important and that you want to put your best foot forward. But I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that there, there's, there's certain aspects of ourselves that even in business or opinions that we might have where we don't give our opinions, where we stay silent, where we don't speak up, where we don't fully show up like, like, like who we truly are out of some sort of fear of visibility or of what people will say. And this process of, of, of becoming wealthy, not because the money is giving me that confidence, but because the process of who I've become has allowed me to feel very comfortable in my skin and how I speak and my thoughts and what I believe in that mm -hmm. I, I'm not scared to, to, to be a free thinker, to have the freedom to think differently, like you said. And I think every single person in the trust and every single woman in the trust um, has that freedom as well. And that's why we all are thriving in our businesses in a very different way because we've been able to exercise that freedom to to be different like 
Like, for example, I go to a real estate investors association to this day and people are like, well, what, what are you in? What market are you in? Or what are you flipping? What price range of houses? And I'm like, oh, I don't flip houses. I flip land. And they look at me like I have three heads because land is something so different. And, and so many other women in the trust are, are doing things, like you said, so very differently, creating mm -hmm. new models. Um, and, um, and that's one of the payoffs and the, and the rewards as well, uh, of engaging in such a journey is that it, it sculpts you and it kind of helps, I think helps us remember who we truly are. It's almost like yeah. we were born in this, in this clean slate. And then for whatever reason, you know, that early journey of, um, of childhood and, and, and puberty kind of like clouds us and kind of like uh, dumps all kinds of stuff that we eventually need to uh, peel back to rediscover, you know, who we truly are again. Um, so it, it, it gives you that as a, as a payoff. That's a great reward as well, because I think that is the ultimate freedom is to be able to yeah. speak up your mind, uh, you know, have your beliefs and, um, and, 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 and just, just show up fully in all your glory and attract all the weirdos like, like you. <laughs> that are We're all a special kind of weirdo, you know, <laughs> doing amazing things. And yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to circle back things. to a, there was a quote. Um, I had the privilege of hearing Jim Rohn speak and, and, and just for the people who don't know who he was, he was Tony Robbins, original mentor. He was around for a long, long time. And I got to see him before he passed. This was back in like 2003, and he kind of like shuffled out and he's leaning on the lectern and he said to all of us in the room and he just, this was like a personal development conference and he was kind of the big name there. And, and I would go to all these things back then. I don't know if you went through that kind of conference stage, you know, you're running around all these things, just so excited to hear this. This was all new information to me. I wasn't around people who said things like this or had talked about positivity and like building wealth for yourself and just thinking differently. And he looked out in the audience mm -hmm. and he said, all of you've got this wrong. He said, you don't become a millionaire for the million dollars. He said, you become a millionaire for the person you become in the process. And I never forgot that. And that's what led me to really, you know, learning how for so many women as well, this is a different process and there's different rewards yeah. for reaching the million plus yeah. mark. And so Michelle, thank you for being such a great example of that, not for what you've done, but who you have become and who you are exactly. and continue to be for all of us in the trust. And, um, you know, we just love having you with us. So thank you for all the wisdom you share. Thank you. It was my pleasure. I'm excited anytime to talk about Yay. anything real estate, really. We're going to have you back then. We're going to have <laughs> you back for part two. All right. Thanks for joining us on Reward Michelle. I'll hope to see you soon. Thank you so much, Allie. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Subscribe now to the Reward Podcast to be sure to not miss an episode. And don't forget to visit jointhetrust.org to learn more about our modern community for forward-thinking seven- and eight-figure women entrepreneurs. You can learn more, apply to join us, or refer another woman you know who is over the million-dollar mark and is ready for a different type of women's network. We have events coming up both live and online that are truly creating new possibilities for female leaders. That's jointhetrust.org. See you there.